Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, it's been a minute since I've uh, been on this show. Filling in for Alan Hahn, it's Pat O'Keefe. I always enjoy the open, the best open in radio, and uh, always enjoy sitting alongside my guy, Bart Scott. It's been a while, Bart. The last time, I don't remember the exact date that we did this together, but I do know it was a lot warmer outside the last time you and I worked together. Yeah, a little bit brisk, uh, which kind of sets us up where we start, and you talk about the cold weather outside. You talk about let's do that hockey. Usually I say let's not do that hockey, but let's do that hockey and just talk about, you know, how hockey saved the weekend. <laughs> and you don't often say that, do you? Never. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever uttered those words out my mouth. You know, it had everything that, you know, well, I don't really talk about the Devils um, because we know the main, you know, that was the appetizer. The main event took place, uh, what, yesterday? Main event was yesterday. Yeah, the main event was yesterday. And, man, you had everything you wanted. You had compelling uh, collapses. You had people rising up to the occasion. But it started the right way that you always think about when you think about hockey. Starts off with fisticuffs. Yeah. And, I mean, you you talk about that's how you want to see it start. You know, I I like that they have the hockey. I wish I could have started a couple football games off and could have been the the loser get a fifteen um, yard penalty, and but you get to punch somebody in the face. That's been you know that that that's, that's right there. You know what I mean? Didn't Odell Beckham and Josh Norman try to do that one day? Yeah, that that, that was two guys that couldn't wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. I mean, that's like pillow that's fight. Not exactly what you had in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was a, that was something totally different. You know what I mean? Not not, not that Andre Johnson fight. When yeah. he was going against that quarter, Finnegan, you know what I'm yep. saying? That that now that was the real fight. That was some real fisticuffs. That was some con- some connections and some stuff like that. That's what I'm talking about. That's why that's what makes hockey better than every sport, man. You know, yeah, you can cross check and do all that good stuff, but man, if you just want to say, let's take the gray out. Now, I don't want to try and chase you around. Hold, help me hold myself up, and I'll help you hold yourself up. Let's see who can take these five fingers to the face for the longer time. <sighs> it, it started great, so right? Primitive. They got this kid, Matt Rempe. Rangers are kind of beat up on their front line yeah, coming six, into the game. Seven, six, six, seven, seven. six, eight. So six, twelve on skates. First time ever. First guy to ever make his uh, his NHL debut outdoors. First shift. Rangers have just scored, and off the ensuing faceoff, the gloves drop right away. So I mean, your ultimate welcome to the NHL moment. Uh, officially on the score sheet at that point, he had logged exactly one second of ice time because they stopped the clock right away to let the fight play out. So that's how Matt Rempe got his uh, – At 21, too. That's yep. that's a lot to ask. You know what I mean? You're fighting a grown man. I, you know, you might be you know big and strong, but you're 21. I don't know if, how, many, how many grown fights has he had, you know what I mean, in his lifetime. You know what I mean? Have to be able to knuckle up with some veterans, you know what I mean, somebody that's new to this – not new to this, but true to it. That was his first. He, you know, held up pretty well. Yeah, I mean, listen, you talk about winning over some veterans, you know what I mean? Yes. I'm sure they've been hazing this kid all week, you know what I mean? The fact that he gets to come in and say, all right, you know, all right, I, I, I can rock with that. You you did an okay job. You ain't, you ain't fall down. You ain't get dropped like a sack of potatoes. All right, you stood up. Then he played to the crowd, you know what I mean? Like, it was almost like a gladiator. Like, hockey and boxing is like the, the last thing we got left to, like, gladiator sports. Football is turning to some flag football, power puff girl type of stuff. You know what I mean? Flag football. But hockey, ah, that's a man's sport. <laughs> it was a great scene out there yesterday. Uh, 80,000 fans. Like you said, hockey kind of saving the sports weekend. 150,000 fans between the two games. And look, it, it was it was an awesome scene. It was the first time I got to go to one of these outdoor hockey games. And oh, I was, you was there. I was there. I was in the stands. I was I was enjoying it as a fan, which I don't normally get to do with Rangers games, but I wasn't working the broadcast, so went out there with a couple of friends in the upper deck, old uh, school, bundled up. Um, now tell me this. Yes. Something I don't know, right? You take a hockey team and you take hockey fans. Yeah. 
and you put them in a football stadium. Yeah. Football stadiums usually have tailgates. They do. You get slithered up right before because you know you're going to be outside. Yep. Does hockey teams have tailgating, or did we have a mix of the football culture uh, infiltrating the hockey culture? I wonder if people were out there early getting slithered up. They were. They absolutely Ah. were. Now, is that a traditional thing for hockey? Do they tailgate? Well, it's a traditional thing for the Islanders because for years they played at Nassau Coliseum, which has parking facilities. So they're actually one of the few, you know, winter sports teams because most of these arenas for hockey and basketball are in urban areas like Madison Square Garden where there's not a lot of parking spots. So the tailgating isn't part of that experience. But tailgating historically is actually part of the experience for the Islanders fan. They don't get to do it as much anymore because UBS Arena parking's an issue there at their new place. Um, so they were happy to have that part of it again. The Rangers fans were partaking. I'll tell you this. I hosted a show yesterday. I was on from 9 to noon. Hopped in my car at about 12.30. It usually takes me about 45 to 50 minutes from Southern Westchester to get out to MetLife Stadium on a Sunday. And I'm talking about for a Jets or a Giants game. So an apples-to-apples comparison where there's 70,000 people in the stands. It took me three hours from the time I left my house to the time I walked through security into MetLife Stadium. My intention, Bart, was to go and be part of that tailgating experience. And I missed the whole freaking thing. I even missed that fight you talked about. Oh wow! So unbelievable. So so you had to get filled in when you got there. People were like, oh man, you missed it, man. I was like, on the on, escalator. I just got the game just started. I was on the escalator and I could see the ice going up to my seats, and I could actually see them drop the gloves. So I saw it from a very very far distance. So I knew what was going on, but I had to get filled in on the particulars of the action. Oh man, like you got the good. Well, first of all, why are you going up? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, you're, you're Mr. O'Keefe. You're supposed <laughs> to be going down, son. Like. One thing I wish they would have did, I wish they would have brought in more seating to allow people to be pinned against the glass. That's what I wish they would have done. I wish they could have brought some temporary seating where you can have like yes. people around there like heckling the players, slapping the glass, yes. standing up. I would have loved to see the green or the blue people come out there with the little body suits, like pinning it up against the glass, trying to irritate people. But, you know, like it was a tremendous atmosphere. It seems like everybody that I knew went to that game. And it looked like they were having a ball, right? It was crazy that I saw, you know, first time seeing uh, Vera Tucker. I'm like, hold up, man. You couldn't come around during the regular season, but now you're around for a hockey game? Oh, he was there? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, hold up. Like, hold up, man. What are you – really? This what brings you to the stadium? Like, you couldn't come support your teammates? Like, Aaron Rodgers had, had, you know, had ACL surgery as well, Achilles surgery as well. But, you know, I digress. It looked like it was who's who's that was there. And it looked like it was a fun time, a fun atmosphere. You talk about 80,000 screaming fans. I'm glad that the Rangers hopefully were able to partake in the festivities as far as getting slithered up before the game. And being able to have fun and, and, and being able well, ultimately having a laugh, la- last you laugh. You the Rangers fans. Yeah, Rangers, Rangers fans. Because the way yeah, the Rangers yeah, started, yeah. they may have been doing that. In the <laughs> yeah, I meant the Rangers fans, man. I wonder if you're out there, uh, 1-800-919-3776, call in and let us know how your experience was in MetLife Stadium and how did you like the game and did your team come out on the right side and did you really care and was it experience? Because I can imagine with 80,000, a rivalry – being able to, you know, really have some fun with your family members, man, because, you know, it's easier to get tickets. How was your seats, and what was the view from where you're at? I was up top. I was, like, in the 300s. I, oh, went, I, went, I went with a friend who Who, who did you piss me. off? Like, <laughs> Well, listen, I'm, like, halfway through. I'm like, let me call Ray Santiago and get myself down into the uh, press box in the broadcast booth where he was watching the game. What, was the, what the hell was the wind chill up there, bro? You know, I was bundled up, man. It was like I was going to a Giants or a Jets game in December, which I've done my entire life, so it wasn't that much different. Okay, okay. You know? Yeah, a couple of, couple of Bud Lights in the aluminum cans, and you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps you warm, man. <laughs> Bud Lights, but I think you got to be out there with some hot toddies or something, man. You need to go nah. out there with some, some whiskey and honey, something hot. <laughs> Listen, I was hot getting into that arena, I'm, uh, arena into that stadium. I'm, I'm standing – after sitting in traffic for two hours, I was like in traffic for two hours on the premises of the Meadowlands. I'm like looking at the stadium for two freaking hours from my car, and I'm red hot. I'm like missing a fun day. They're, they're smoking meat. I'm missing 
the tailgating experience. Yeah. And I'm saying to my buddy on the phone, I'm like, freaking Bart's going to hear my mouth tomorrow on yeah, a man. rail against the NHL on how unorganized this is. And, and then, then they gave you the greatest game that you've seen The game seen ended up being time. great. So, look, it was, it was a fantastic oh, game. Hold on. Did, 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 you, did you stay to the duration or did course, you give up? absolutely. No, okay, no, no, no. so we you're were, not one we, of these guys. We were, no, no, I'm not one of those guys. Uh, I thought it, you were going to try to get a jump. Listen, it's first of all, I, I, I'm used to it because I'm usually doing the post game show for the Knicks or the Rangers, so I'm there till the bitter end, no matter what. Um, but it's rare that I get to kind of go and enjoy one of these things with friends, uh, not working. So I'm like, you know what? I'm here. I got the day off. Let's do this right. And it was a fantastic game. Um, it, it, it the way the game ended too. And look, the Rangers are on the Rangers are on a heater right now. That was what their their seventh straight win. They got a tough game tomorrow against one of the top teams in the NHL, Dallas. But um, the the coaching decisions down the stretch. I mean, the Rangers are down four to one. I mean, um, they're down five to three with six minutes left, and then they get this power play with five forty four left. And Achilles Hill all year, right? And then he, but then the the coach Laviolette pulls the goalie. Yes, uh, four thirty six ago. Yeah, no, five forty four left. He huh. gets the Rangers win the faceoff, and he immediately pulls the goalie. So now you have. It's a risky move because if the Isles score, the game is basically over at that point. But you had the two extra skaters at five on three, and the Islanders could not get the puck out of the defensive zone, and they finally got so tired that Kreider got open to tie it with 4.08 to go. I mean, we talk about something that Allen – Not tied, excuse me. Pull him within a goal. Sorry. Something that Allen has informed me has been an issue for them the entire season, the power – you know, the penalty kill – and the fact that they couldn't figure it out, man, just, you know, same thing, make you laugh, make you cry. And you know, yep. when they got into the, you know, overtime, that they were, momentum was on the, the Rangers' side. Yep. They dominated the game. At one point, the shots on goal was like 30 to 13 in favor I don't know. of the Islanders. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how you look at it, but I look at, like, the Rangers as the Giants and, like, the, the, the Islanders as, like, the Jets or the Mets, right? They're they on our side, right? Even though they won the four in a row and all that stuff, I think – you know, we're we're looked down upon, right? At, you know, if you ask people who's the most popular team right now, they would say Rangers over Islanders. They would say Giants over Jets. They would say Yankees over Mets. So I take losses like that from them. It collapses just like a, a collective like L for like the Jets and Mets. You know what I mean? Abs- no, it, it's it's a very very apt comparison. Um, and the the interesting thing there is, like you said, they do have the four championships. So in terms of winning, the Islanders have done more winning at the championship level than the Rangers have. But uh, in terms of fan base, it's clearly, clearly a Rangers town. It was probably like 70% Rangers fans, 30% I mean, Islanders fans. Because yeah, it's in Long Island, man. Maybe we should have had it in, in City Field, man. Give, give the Long Islanders a little bit more love. They had that in City Field in 2018, but it was the Rangers and the, um, and the Buffalo Sabres. But, yeah, that would have been uh, – Closer to home for the Islanders fans. There's just not as many Islanders fans. The one cool thing they did announce during the game, uh, which I didn't know, I think this is the first time they announced it, the All-Star game in 2026 is coming to Long Island. At UBS Arena. You know how hard that is to get out there, man? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, went out there, I went out there one time, I swear, I was like, man, i got to be in Canada or Europe. I'm like, <laughs> you guys weren't still practicing in Nassau when you were no, playing. You were right. No, never. Oh, you, were, you were out of there. There's no way in hell I would have signed with this team if I was <laughs> if I had to drive to Long Island. So you were already in Jersey when you got here. Yes, I was okay. in Florham Park. I've, I've never not been in Florham Park, man. There's no way in H E double hockey sticks I would be pulling that one off. That's just that's far too long, far for me. And then the, the, the horror stories that I used to hear about these guys and you know what they used to have to do, taking three hours to get home after yeah. the game. Yeah, like, that's awful. Mm, because like, they lived yeah. on Long Island because they were there every single day. Yeah, Hostra, like, come on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing at a, at a college. Nah, I couldn't do that one. They had what I was thinking was was obviously the, the infamous Hard Knocks episode with the, the cheeseburgers. The, the cheeseburgers. <laughs> that was at Hofstra, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were That's just paying homage. Different. We were just paying homage. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We just pulled up. You know what I mean? We weren't doing nothing. Just, just talking to our fan base. But That's you know, what I was thinking of. But but hockey saved the day, man. Listen, if like I said, if you were there, call in. I want yeah. to know what the experience was like. That was cool. You know, would you do it again? I, I remember um, they had one in a big house uh, yep. in front of a hundred thousand. I, I think it was the Red Wings. So yeah, I, was, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm here I'm here for that series. I'm here for that that brand, right? I'm here to see you know those type of games. I think they're good for the game. I think they're exciting, and I think the atmosphere. You know, it was almost like a soccer atmosphere. You know, what's the, what's the thing that the Rangers say? Eh eh. Yeah, hey. Well, I think they all say that. 
All right. That's Canadian, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's not just the Rangers. Red stripe, eh? Oh, yeah. oh okay. No, not it's not. Okay. I thought. See, I thought. <laughs> Red, red stripes the other direction. That's south. Yeah, yeah, but you know, there's so many islanders, you know, in Canada. You know, what I mean, the red stripe, man. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There are yes. Um, so you, how much, how many hockey games do you generally consume a year? Do you ever, do you go a lot or no? No, no, I haven't. I haven't gone a lot. I'm a Red Wings fan. Okay. Yeah. You know, so the last game I've been to, I can't even remember the last Red. So you had, red, you had red no Wings interest fan. in doing this yesterday? No, you know, because you know, I'm a Red Wings fan, so. I appreciated it, but you know, I was hoping that the other game that was supposed to happen would would, would give me some more excitement. You know, I, after being disappointed, listen, you talk about a loss for basketball together. What's his name, Doctor James Naismith, whatever his name is. Yes. Like he he set up in his grave. Like, see, this height, really, I'm going back. Don't don't. You, last yeah. night it was awful. But the dunk contest, this dude, Jason Brown, J, Jalen Brown did a dunk. Where he forgot that he was supposed to close his cover his face, <laughs> so when he hit the ground, he covered his face. Like, yo, what? The, you know, we can see you. He jumped in the air for a dunk, and he kept the ball in one hand and put the wrong hand up. I said, what? What are we doing? Like, it, it was it was god awful. Like, listen, the the game of basketball was set back two years yesterday. Yesterday was the worst. Um, the Brown thing, of course, happened All Star Saturday. Now, you know what? The one thing I'll say about that is, um. I gave Jalen Brown a lot of credit over the weekend because he's the first all-star <laughs> that we've back. had in, in years that decided to compete in the slam dunk contest. And what we learned what we learned was this. All you have to do is be a star, and it's an automatic entry into <laughs> the finals. Automatic right, into the finals. Because top, top and dunk was way better. Toppins like, was better, but did they, want, did they want two G League guys in the finals <laughs> of the slam dunk contest? So you knew as long as Jalen Brown literally didn't trip on the foul line and yeah. fall flat on his face, he was going to be in the finals. That was crazy because they knew they had, he had a tribute to the kid, and I, I commend him for that. But, man, you, you, you did no – did you even practice, like, any of those dunks? Or did you just say, I'm going to do them, like, before – like – that was the worst dunking I've ever seen. I'd much rather see Luca hang himself on on, on his own self alley oop than to than to see that. Like that was tragic. Like we had they they have to fix it, man. That 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 thank you for hockey for saving the day. Because if not, I would have broke my TV. Well, it was funny because it's literally, and I understand we're comparing a regular season game or or two if you count the Devils game on on Saturday night. We're comparing regular season games late in the season with an exhibition in the All-Star game. But just the difference in the level of competitiveness from what we saw on the ice this weekend at MetLife Stadium to what we saw on the court this weekend in Indianapolis was 400 points. Unbelievable. 400 points. What are we doing? Seriously, <laughs> like, what are we? What are we doing? Like, it if it wasn't for the Steph Curry and what's her name, Sabrina, if 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 it wasn't for that, it would have been a total loss. Like the that skills good. competition is wacky. D that that's that's not fun. That's that's not interesting. Uh, oh, I can see you can throw a ball through a big ass hole, right? For a pass. I mean, Ben Affleck did that My know, kid can in do the that. Dunkin' Donuts commercial at the Super Bowl, didn't he? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was like, it, I was so embarrassed for basketball. Like, they have to find a better the way. The commissioner but was pissed. I don't know, I don't know what's worse and because he, he's trying to sell TV deals. I know. Yeah, this is a crucial time I, for the league right now. You know, you we, got- I, I was teasing and saying, hey, man, this dude went full, he went, he went full training day. You do this to me? I'm trying to get y'all money, more money. Y'all right. do that to me. Uh, yeah. I'm pinning cases on all you, Luca, Jokic, like, and you, it was clear that you can see that clearly. Just the East just has younger, fresher legs, and so they were more engaged in. It. And it was just the fact that they had that. Like the oldest two people there was Dane and, and Giannis. Yeah. You know, everybody else was so damn old. Like KD out there getting nutmeg, looking like somebody uncle. Yep. I'm like, come I'm on. I'm sure he didn't appreciate that. Um, LeBron didn't even play in the second half. Kawhi Leonard could care less about an All-Star game. I don't think Luka Doncic's feet actually left the floor the entire night. <laughs> listen, listen. Luka's the only person in the history of an All-Star game to have his body fat and weight go up during the game. <laughs> right? Did you notice that too? <laughs> like, bro, like, are you growing? Like, you know what they, you know they eating Gator, Gatorade bars? What the hell are you doing, man? 
<laughs> Between him and Jokic, who's also you know not exactly Mr. Olympian if he takes his shirt off. Phenomenal I, player. It's amazing that those are the best players in the NBA. In the world. Right. It's like you look at like everything that I've been taught about working hard, eating right, is wrong. Just think about who runs sports right now. It's dudes with, with, with ribber flabbing and red dye at 50. Like you got Jokic with mad boobs. You got you got listen, you got you know Larry Bird in year ten, aka Luka Doncic, right? And and then you have Tyson Fury, who's a heavyweight champion of the world. All of them dudes got body fat over twenty. You're telling me things are looking up for me, Bart? Yes. It's the everyday man is winning right now. I I learned last night that um Nikola Jokic actually can't dunk a basketball. Which it, I don't even know if that was possible. <laughs> He can't dunk a basketball. The man's seven foot, and he's the best player on the planet, and he can't dunk a freaking basketball. Listen, he got, he got all, he got. Listen, Jalen Brunson got dunked with more ease than than Jokic. Wasn't a lot of ease. Hey, he got it. He got it. He got it. He got it with two, and he about five. He about six foot. Yep, maybe. And he got it up there, man. It, 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 it was did. a catastrophic L, man. Uh, this portion of the show is brought to you by Tullamore Dew because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cask matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. A slow weekend in the sports world outside of hockey, but a lot of stuff going on all of a sudden. Uh, we will get your thoughts on the stadium series at MetLife Stadium. Give us a call if you were out there. What you think of the atmosphere? I, I liked it once I was in my seat. 1-800-919-3776. Also, the NBA All-Star Game. Can it be fixed? Some coaching news with one of the local NBA teams making a change. And, of course, we'll get into a lot of the football in this all-important offseason. It's Pat O'Keefe in for Allen on Barton Hahn on 98.7 ESPN New York. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Pat O'Keefe and for Allen this week for the next couple of days, which uh, will be fun for me anyway. Hopefully you as well. Absolutely. Uh, 1-800-919-3776. Some thoughts on on the hockey as we did it yesterday at MetLife Stadium. All weekend long, the Devils beating the Flyers on Saturday night in front of 70,000. And then yesterday, the Rangers, the highest scoring outdoor game ever, 6-5 in overtime, beating the Isles, coming back from 4-1 to down, coming back from 5-3 down late in the third period. Thanks the to two power play thinking. goals. What the hell was why thinking? Laviolette, though, pulling the uh, the goalie not once but twice because he did it again when the Rangers got a power play with two and a half minutes to go. At that point, I thought it was real risky because you got a traditional power play. You know, I was thinking play it out. If you tie, obviously, you go to overtime, which they ended up doing. But, again, you pull the goalie, they could just fire away at will without the penalty of icing. And, Yet they um, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Mika Zibanejad, the power play artist, along with the other one, Chris Kreider, 
Um, Mika tied it with a minute and a half to go, and then a wild overtime Panarin. goal by Artemi Panarin off a turnover in front of the Isles net. The uh, net was knocked off its mooring, but the puck was clearly going in anyway. They had a little bit of a replay, some Allegedly. suspense, but we all knew what was coming, and the Rangers win 6-5. to five. So uh, your reaction on this one, if you were out there, one 800 Let's start things off with Patrick and Rockaway Beach. What's going on, Patrick? Pat, Patrick, you're number are you one. You're batting lead off, Patrick. Come on, man. Come on. You got to be there, Pat. Well, Damn it, Pat. Let's, you disappoint uh, me. Yeah. All right. Well, hope they we cut have, your phone off. We have uh, we have Jose in Brooklyn checking in. We were also talking about the the NBA All Star Game and what to do about that. Jose, how you doing today? Hey, good afternoon, Pat Bart. Shout out to the company. And as Bart said, like hockey pretty much saved the weekend because this was I, I have to say one of it, it was the worst All Star game I've ever seen. Like. <laughs> We 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 expected we expected lanes to be open like Moses and the Nile River. We expected all of that stuff, but to see the two hundred point game was just the most ridiculous thing. And then, like like you guys said, it was combined over four hundred points. It, 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 it was disgusting because you know I texted a couple of my friends that you know the two thousand one highlight All Star game where you had Marbury Iverson. Mm-hmm. And Kobe going at it in that third quarter, and I mean in that fourth quarter, and you could just totally see the difference in the intensity, and the care of wanting, and the pride. And this is just—it's just become a complete joke of itself, and it—and it does make you miss players like Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant really took the All Star game very seriously. Kevin Garnett, Russell Westbrook. Exactly. So these guys like looked at it as, you know, hey, the, this is the elite players. I'm here to show out and show that, you know, I'm one of the best, you know, uh, on this type of stage. And for people to just take it as a as a circus, the way it's been done, like now it's coming to the point where the All-Star NBA weekend, which was exciting and fun and cool. And now it's just like, should we cancel it the, the way we're talking about, like how we're can't what the way we canceled the Pro Bowl, like this is becoming a joke right now. Yeah, we can make, we can turn turn into the Big Three tournament. We can we can let Ice Cube come in and be a part of the league and just do the Big Three. The Big Three is more competitive than this part. That's big what I'm saying. Watch that any day. We should do the Big Three with some some old players and let let them get done. You know, see how they play out because it'll be half court. It'll be dunks. It'll be you know competitive nature. You know, Catino Mobley still playing, look like a silver fox or all silver. Yeah, you know, it's just like one of those things, man. Like, when did the when did this game lose it dry? It's dry because even when you had team captains picking their team, I felt like they were competing because you were representing yourself in the in the team that you picked. So, like, I thought even the last couple of years they were more competitive. This year, they just really just gave up. I mean, you you got Lucas taking sixty point sixty foot shots. Just like, come on, Off man. One you, foot. Yeah, like, come on, man. You're not even trying, man. Like, and usually what we've been accustomed to, to seeing that, okay, even if they were kind of yucking it up and playing around, usually when about six minutes they start making that push or eight minutes they start playing for real and they get close and then they play, you know, at a, at a heightened competitive rate and we, we get to see some, some beautiful moments, guys really trying to stop each other. That was just a joke. At some point, I thought, okay, well, don't know where the West will close it up to like 10, and they'll start playing hard, and we'll see what, what it looks like. Nope. Never got there. They, ne- you know, The East never let go of the rope. They still kept kept hitting threes and taking care of their business, and it was like, okay, this is anticlimactic. The problem is the last couple of years. The last year it was truly competitive, and it was really good was in 2020, which was right before the pandemic, and that was also the year that Kobe had passed away. So the entire All-Star Weekend was dedicated to his honor. That was when they came up with the Elam ending, which was the 24 points in the fourth quarter added to the winning team in honor of him. And if you remember, that fourth quarter was exactly what you described. At about eight minutes left, both coaches settled on their five-man closing group, and it was an insanely competitive game. And everybody thought the All-Star game was fixed, and it was great. The problem with the Elam ending is this. If one team is too far ahead, 
then it doesn't matter. Like, if one team has to get to 24 in the fourth quarter and the other team has to get to 42, that's probably not going to happen in an All-Star game. And that's what's happened the last few years. So, the and it happened again last night. The East just got too far ahead of the West, so you're never presented with that situation where you can bear down for the last six minutes in a competitive game. Even if we just got six or seven minutes down the stretch with the best players, yeah. the best five of each conference, I would take that. But we don't even get that. Yeah, get them, get them checking each other, that competitive juices. Now, you saw the beef happening with the kid from Indiana and uh, Jay Nivey when he was like, yeah, y'all can't even drive me up here. And he was like, they were laughing at first. And he was like, hold on, what? The, what? Like, you know, it, it, it took that type of yep. arrogance, you know what I mean? But, you know, that's that's a different game. That's, you know, that, I don't, I don't know how, are... how you do it. Yeah, I don't know how you do it if you do the – you can't se- separate them because you'll never have enough if you separate them by age or seniority. Where you can have young guys trying to prove themselves against the LeBrons or something like that. I, I don't know how I don't know how you fix it. Yeah, and like, I don't know I don't know why they thought that they going back care. to East West was gonna work either. I don't know how that was gonna change the competitiveness. They had the captains the last few years, which you know, that obviously didn't work, but I didn't know why Adam Silver thought going back, is there really a lot of pride in the Eastern Conference? You know, no, nah, because because none of these guys Damian stay in the, none of them stay in the Eastern right. Conference. He spent most time in the Western Conference, right? So you know, he he's never been a starter. You know what I mean? Until yesterday, and but he t- he clearly was out there trying to get. It. You can always tell who's trying to get the get the uh, amount. Yeah, he was trying, and Jalen Brown was trying. Yep. Halliburton, I don't think was overly trying. Halliburton should have gotten it. What the cool? Here, here, here's a couple of things I jotted down that I liked. What Halliburton did in the first quarter was legit. He came down, he got on a heater, he hit five straight three pointers, and they were getting deeper and deeper as they were going. And it was in front of his own home crowd. I thought that was awesome. I liked Trey Young nutmegging Kevin Durant and finishing, by the way, because how many times do you see a guy make a move like that and not actually finish the play? He finished the play. The, the only thing that Damian Lillard did was late in the game when he pulled up from half court in rhythm like he's shooting a normal jump shot and knocked it yeah. down. Well, well, he did that He did that like twice. I think they should take some stuff from the big three. They should have, in the All-Star game, they should have four pointers. Yeah, I think they should. I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Because these guys can hit these routinely. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I was disappointed. Like, this is the first time I ever seen somebody get booed in a damn dunk contest. Then yeah. <laughs> Brown is like, man, boo. They they know that OBL, that topping got got screwed, man. They're like, man, we we ain't here for this, man. This is whack. Like I can go watch M one mixture and watch Escalade, guy rest his soul, uh fat ass dunk dunk better than this. This dude did D Brown and covered his face after he hit the crowd. This is this is so that's this so disrespectful on so many levels. Like, bro, you play in Boston. That's the best D Brown, you know, uh, as he's uh, fake air pumping some Nikes. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you, you know what? Next year, what they should do? Maybe Devin Booker should do it. Next year, Devin Booker should go in and dunk, and then put a blindfold on after he hits <laughs> off the floor in homage to Cedric Sabalos. Yeah, man. I, I tell you, I tell you what. Um, last time we saw a real one was Zach Levine and Gordon. Yep. Yeah, that was a good one. Look, McClung's good, but he's he's a G League player. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. not as exciting when a guy like that does it, but he's good. They got to put him. They got to get Ruffles and all those other people put a million dollars up, man. Yeah, because it means a lot to a guy like McClung or to be, Jacob be, Toppin. Because because people gonna play in the other other games regardless. Yo, know, dunk contest could injure you. Dunk contest could, you know, you got to pr- take practice time out for it. People gonna shoot, you know, because it's it's, it's it doesn't hurt the body. Can't do anything to you, but to get people to 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 be, participate in the dunk contest, I think you gotta just put a million up. If you put a million up, ruffles, couple sponsors, SoFi, whatever, million dollars. Oh, God's gonna be like, all right, you know, I, yeah, I think I can do that. I swear to God, I thought Jokic was gonna get hurt on that last play. <laughs> I, he, it was so awkward looking when he went up to. I don't know if he was fake dunking or if he actually couldn't dunk, but I was like, "Oh my god, he's yeah." Get when he hurt. fake put the the, the, the spree, oh. we call it the spree wheel, put the ball behind his head, and then yes. he laid it up. Yeah, no, nah, he he knew he wasn't going to do that. Let's go back to the phones. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Matthew in Brooklyn. Matthew, what's going on? Hey guys, how are you? How you doing? So actually, Dame Dame was wanted to make a point last night because. He felt slighted. He was the three-point contest since 07, I believe. 
And then after the three-point contest, they have Steph versus Sabrina. She did, she used WNBA balls and shot from WNBA three. Why even have no, a no, she shot no, 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 she shot for, she shot from the NBA shot three from yesterday. NBA she shot from that one. No, she shot from WNBA balls. Yes, those those are the right, balls that she's used her whole life. Why, why, why did I know you were going to go there? Why, she got she got WNBA size hands why, though too. Why have a three point contest then? Why? So, so why? you think you think I, she? Do you know the difference between a WNBA ball and a regular ball is like like uh, half a half an inch? I don't care. It's still different. So you so that? you don't think she can shoot a regular ball? I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you want to so, make it fair, so, she should have. And so, she should have won versus Dame because he won back-to-back. Why? Steph Curry, Steph, Curry is, Steph Curry, ever since she did what she did in the WNBA's game when she put on that show, the matchup was her and Steph because I know you love Dame, Dame Dollar, but Steph Curry is the best shooter that this game has ever seen. So that's why. Listen, how, listen, you know listen, why listen, 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 back-to-back? Matthew, Matthew, how can she possibly – have faced Dame. Dame already did a competition where his legs was tired, right? So, she, he, he can't. so why have a three-point contest with six men then? What's the point? What are you talking What's about? What I'm saying is Dame What's couldn't have did, but Dame wouldn't have done both competitions. It would have been unfair for him to do both competitions because you would have been here, oh, Dame, Dame legs was tired. So Dame was one, trying to win the three-point competition. Like, this matchup, this matchup between Steph. You're talking about a fifty million dollar athlete. You're talking about a fifty okay, million okay. dollar athlete. Okay. Yeah. Matthew, you talking to one? So what are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you so, 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 Matthew, I think I know. I think I know, Matthew. She's an athlete too, and legs okay. and fatigue. Just like when you saw when they had to go back out there and shoot, it was the legs that got tired. Just like when you heard the professionals talking about how 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 uh, Trey Young and everybody because they jumped so much was at a disadvantage. Where you think about a guy like Cat because he doesn't really jump, he's he's shooting, he doesn't use all his legs, will be able to last more. So that is that, that is something. Granted, granted, I understand. Just I don't. It's Matthew. Getting, Matthew, Matthew, you, you just woke up mad. Fighting, who hurt Matthew? Who hurt you, Matthew? You. Matthew, who hurt you? He won back to back. Matthew, Matthew, and, and who and hurt you, Matthew? You so, so you think Dame is a better shooter than Steph Curry? Steph Curry hit twenty nine. Is that what the point is? That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Are you Curry, mad? Are you mad that Dame flooded. didn't face Sabrina, or are you mad that he Sabrina shot with yes, the WNBA ball? What's your I, biggest problem here? All of it. All of it. All okay. of it. Right. So she's not a good shooter. That that wasn't that wasn't one of the best parts of the game. Uh, that was the best part of the weekend. Steph versus Sabrina was the best part of the weekend. And she she stretched him. Uh, she pushed him. Are you kidding me? Okay. Well, what was your what was your what was your highlight? What was your highlight? Dame winning the consolation no. prize, the winning a three point shootout the without the best three point shooter of all okay. time competing in it. So which one sucked less, Matthew? Which one sucked less? We we agree with you, but which sucked less? Which sucked less? It sucks that they're trying to show that a woman could outshoot a man. It can never happen. You guys- she can outshoot. She can outshoot you. She almost did. And she I lost just, by I'm three not shots, Matthew. Not just a man, Ma- Ma- the Ma- greatest Ma- shooter of all time. Ma- Matthew, Matthew, this is one of the most sexist calls. Matthew, this is one of the most sexist calls I've ever heard, man. I, to- I told you. I did not tell you about about the size of the basketball. <laughs> I told you that was going to be used. Come of on, course. man! She put up twenty six. You you had like the ball. You had like you had like Steph is shooting on those uh, rims that you shoot at the carnival, and she shoots and she shoot like like in, in some uh, in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Like Matthew, who hurt you, man? She outshot everybody there but Steph. Yes, nobody nobody but Steph had more points than she did in a round. You. That's just that's, that's just like Matthew. That's like saying, okay, well, if you had like C.J. Stroud throwing against uh, Tom Brady, and you're saying, oh, well, he used a college football, so his college football is slightly smaller than a professional football. Her hands is smaller. You had like she was shooting with it, like with, with with a Jordan Jammer ball, right? Like, come on, man, you got to come better than that, man. Like, we we've evolved. More than that, do we I need? We so. got to bring Billie Jean King back up. Come on, man! Like, what are we doing? Well, here's man? the thing: the, the Billie Jean King, you know, comparison. But when Billie Jean King beat Bobby Riggs, he was, you know, kind of over the hill in terms of his career. He was past his prime. I'm not taking anything away. It was a huge deal. But in this case, this is um, 
Two active players. Two current players. She's going against the greatest shooter in the history of the world in his prime. But Dame should have been shooting. Man, come on, man. Give me the give me, I mean, I, When I we said, saw what Sabrina did last year, we were like, man, we want to see her against Steph. That's yes. what everybody said. That's what they all – nobody said, oh, I want to see her against Dame. And you know what she did? She she showed up and she and she she stepped up. She did yeah. not fall – there were people out there that wanted yeah. to see her fall flat on yeah. her face. They wanted to see her get 13, and they wanted to yeah. say what that caller just said where she yeah. doesn't belong out there with the men, and that's not what happened. She showed up. And she showed out, and it was an awesome competition, and I thought it was by far the best thing of All-Star Weekend, which is not saying a lot, but it was still entertaining. Yeah, I don't know who hurt Matthew. You know what Matthew would have said if she would have went against, like, Big Cat or, or Dame? Well, she didn't go against the best shooter in the world. Why did she go against Steph? Dame. Dame was the appetizer for Steph. He has been his entire career, which, look, that's not the worst thing. Dame, uh, Steph's the best. but Steph's the greatest shooter this game's yeah. ever seen, and, and, and Dame literally has made the argument because of the threes he's hit yeah. as maybe the third or fourth he right be. behind uh, Clay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Prime Clay would be considered better. This portion of the Barton Hahn Show is brought to you by Tullamore Dew because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cask matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. When we come back, uh, I'll let you know what I think was the absolute most annoying thing of last night's All-Star Game. I can't believe with all of our criticism so far, I haven't had a chance to mention this yet. Uh, thoughts on the Nets firing Jock Vaughn as well, and where do they go from here? And your calls at 1-800-919-3776. Barton Hahn on 98.7 ESPN New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Barton Han on 98.7 ESPN New York. And this portion of the show is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. Because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cask matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. So the uh, NBA All-Star break... Uh, continuing Knicks are are back in action on Thursday in Philadelphia. Tough two games for the Knicks out of the break in Philly on Thursday and a nationally televised affair Saturday night at the Garden against the Boston Celtics. The thing I hated about last night's game the most was essentially what the game was was a platform for NBA players, the best ones that we have in the league as voted on by the fans and media and coaches, essentially to run up and down the floor and show us that they can dunk basketballs, although by the end of the games, they didn't even want to dunk basketballs anymore. They were hitting open layups, and they were shooting open three-pointers. None of this stuff is exciting to fans. It's not aesthetically pleasing. And and then the, the, the thing that drives me the craziest is when you get guys like... Giannis, who's, you know, the second best player in the world, sure. But what, what is Giannis not good at doing? Shooting three-pointers. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, although he was 7 for 10 last night from three, so that's a bad example. Yeah. But he generally is not somebody who shoots three-pointers. So if you're not good at doing it in the regular season and that's not what got you there, why does Giannis think we want to see him shooting three-pointers last night? You know what we want to see Giannis doing? We want to see him doing two Euro steps from the top of the key and dunking by extending his arm because that's what he's better at than anyone else. Nothing that they gave the fans last night was enjoyable to the fans. They, These players who are so image conscious in terms of social media and their endorsements and the messages that they project from themselves to the public, none of them gave a single second to think about what the fans might want from that game last night. And the, and the worst was 
the the younger players, Bart, that are now coming in. You know, the LeBrons Anthony and the Kevin Durant. Left, left arm shoot. Oh, they've set the tone. I mean, Anthony Edwards, after the game, literally said he didn't feel like playing hard. He's like, it's an exhibition game. Why would I play hard? But that's all he knows. He's a young 21-year-old guy already in his second All-Star game. He's the guy who many people call one of the future faces of the league, and he yeah. comes into the league ingrained. It's his to, first one, too. It, it, that ingrained that you're not supposed to play hard in these games. See, attitude reflect leadership, right? And when LeBron got in the league, you know, Kobe showed him what it was about. When Kobe got in there, he went against Jordan. You know, they were matching each other up, crossing each other up. It was a real thing, right? And it was about competition. It was about showing your individualism, but also being able to show your creativity and, and be able to go against, you know, a guy that we – matchups that we would never see, right? Shaq going out there against Jordan or, or whatever, and, and that's what the fans want to see. They want to see the best, check the best, take it a little personal. You know, you go down, hit a shot. I come back down, go back at you. And then now we got something because the competitive juices can come out. But now what, what it looks like is it's turned into like, you know, a bunch of guys who enjoy the weekend and, and enjoy the week and the festivities. And by the time they get to the game, they got nothing left because they've been going hard and thinking that they deserve some R&R because – you know, Daddy Silver said that, hey, you can't take time off anymore. So now they're like, all right, well, we're going to break during the, during the All-Star game. I don't know what you can do to fix it. I don't, I don't know, know if you can, can add, like, hey, the winning side gets the deciding seventh game if the game go to seventh game in the, in the, in the pros, I mean, in the uh, for the championship. You know, I, I, I just don't know what it is. It can't always be about money because I think we got to use money for – the um, championship, I mean, for the uh, dunk dunk contest, I, it can't always be about money. It's got to be about pride, and I don't know if you can add some type of incentive where, you know, like I said, that's a – was it baseball? Who was it? Like the winner of the game got to host the game seven in the World Series or yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know if it's that or what you can do, but it, it needs to get fixed because being able to, to get – so listen, this game would be on Tubi. You know, they 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 thinking like they're going to sell it to somebody. This thing going to be on Tubi or Pluto TV or you know, Samsung TV or something like that. Ain't nobody going to buy this. Ain't nobody going to buy this unless you got full buy-in by the players to make it at least something that's entertaining but also something that's competitive. The funnest thing about the All-Star game now is debating who deserves to be a part of the All-Star game. Once Basically. that's over, then there's nothing else that's entertaining about it which is a shame. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Mike in Jersey, who's got an idea for the three-point contest, Mike. Guys, how you guys doing? All right, Good. how are you? Good. So, I, yeah, I have a couple points. So, uh, the All-Star game is garbage. Get rid of it. The skills challenge garbage. Get rid of it. And even the dunk contest, get rid of it. The three-point contest is the only thing that's entertaining. And I love the Sabrina's theft. I loved it. I was rooting for her to win. But she used, a, she used a WNBA ball, though. What about that? Th- that guy <laughs> needs to get his brain checked. He was an idiot. Anyway, that's the point. What I would do is instead of having all that stuff for those three hours on Saturday night, have I would get about 32, 32 shooters. They could be from the WNBA and the NBA. You, Sabrina, Caitlin Clark, et cetera. And what I would do is have a March Madness type thing, 16 each side of the bracket. You go head to head. It's kind of like what the Homer Derby does now. And you just have the whole night just matchups for the three point contest, and then someone wins the whole bracket. That's the way that's I think that's a, I thought that's an idea that I came up with. I want to know your guys' opinion on that. You have NBA players and WMA players and you they go one on one and it's a big bracket and then you have a winner at the end of it. I mean, it could go. I don't know how fatigued the players would get from doing something that long. But it's like the home run derby, like you said. Um listen, I'm open to anything. I, I do like I love the Sabrina and Steph thing. I think we can have that you know, people think that Dame or Big Cat who won the three-point contest and, you know, acquitted himself very well can kind of match him up with a with a, another uh, WNBA player. That could be dope, too. And I it's, think, it's just helping out the the women's game as well. Sorry, I, I think the three-point contest is the only thing on All-Star Saturday night that doesn't need to be fixed. I think there's no lack of star power. I think it's good competition. Um, and I also think that if you want to expand it to um, include more WNBA players, that is – the easiest activity to expand it. I mean, you, you know, it, easier than, for example, the dunk contest, which um, the biggest problem with the dunk contest is the lack of star power. And, you know, with Jalen Brown participating this year, credit to him for, for taking part. But, you know, the fact that he's getting all of this backlash afterwards 
for his performance, rightfully yeah. so, proves that like the next star is going to think twice about, look, finally one of these guys stepped up, did it, participated, and now you got people like me and you saying that, well, the only reason he advanced to the finals was because he's a star and he didn't actually deserve to do it. Yeah, they were wrong. And, you know, like you said, you know, people saw him getting booed. He's like, what am I doing this for? I did this for y'all. Now, he should have did a better better job than that. That's like trying to go do something and not practicing and thinking you're going to go in and everybody else is practicing and prepared for it. And, you know, I think, like, if we put money behind it, but also if we put, you know, resources. It, it used to be a glamour thing. It used to mean something to be the, the dunk contest champion. Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan, Vince Carter, arguably the best, you know, um, Kobe Bryant. You know, Kobe Bryant. Like, you, you need to understand the tradition. I think some of these young kids don't understand the tradition and the legacy that's associated with this title. You know, that's why I think you need to make it, you know, what it's supposed to be as far as the, the money and also the, 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 the importance of what that means. Like, I don't know what you can do to to make it mean more. I don't know if it's like a trip. I don't know if it's being recognized somewhere else. It should be something that's a badge of honor when you walk around society like, hey, I'm the dunk contest winner. You have to, But to do that, you have to big it up. You have to make it a big deal, just like we make the Man of the Year award a big deal when you walk around with the um, – with the Walter Payton Man of the Year shield on your uniform forever. You should be able to walk around with that, you know, patch or something like that forever, saying, hey, I'm the dunk contest champion. The money that athletes make, that players make in the league, especially the top players, it makes it more difficult for you to, you know, financially incentivize something like winning the dunk contest. Uh, or the, a million the dollars. They're going to take that. They're going to take that, man. You see how yeah, they play. Turn that down. You see how they play for that damn – for that – and get in season tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Guys play hard. They do. Money's money. Uh, we'll step aside here. We'll get into this Brooklyn Nets situation. Jock Vaughn out as their head coach. Um, where did it go wrong for the Nets? I don't know if we have enough time um, for that. We'll get into some football with you, Bart. Um, some thoughts on uh, the offseason for the Jets and moves that they can make to. Uh, try not to repeat the infractions of the past. And, of course, more of your calls at 1-800-919-3776. Pat O'Keefe in for Allen, Barton Hahn on ESPN New York. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.